Welcome to another Silicon Valley podcast by Vela Wood. This is Kevin. With me is Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hello. I think it should be not another Silicon Valley podcast. Are there any other ones out there? I don't know. Have you looked? No. I've been really busy. Yeah. I've had a chance to look. Lots of deals. Just deals and deals. Lots of work coming in. And then, you know, lots of family stuff. But I'm going to look. But yeah, this is not another Silicon Valley podcast. So I think this is our fourth or fifth one. This is episode 29, I believe, which is season four, episode two. Might be 30. We'll double check that. It'll be in the show notes. But anyway, this is Kevin and Aaron. We're attorneys at Vela Wood. We're a law firm based in Dallas. You can find us at www.velawoodlaw.com. I don't know why I have to say the www. Yeah, can you just say like trip dub? (laughs) Is there any other intro to a website? Should we just say at velawoodlaw.com and let people just infer? Yeah, but then what if they put the at sign, velawoodlaw.com? Let's try it. See what happens when you buy that. Yeah. Anyways, find us at VelaWoodLaw.com. Through the years, we've represented hundreds and hundreds of startups and small businesses around the world. So Aaron and I are using this as an opportunity to watch Silicon Valley, talk about it, relate some of what's going on with the show to or some of what's going on in the show to the real venture world. All right. I've got my notes. You got your notes, Aaron? Sure. So the main part of this show or the main thread is that Dinesh is the new CEO. And these, his ego has gotten to him very, very quickly, right? He's developed an ego very quickly. He's become very cocky. This is evidenced in a number of ways. One, this is the new slick Dinesh with the gel in his hair and the kind of the cool funky haircut or, or hairstyling. The fancy blazer, mm-hmm. the startup blazer. Uh, he's appearing on news shows and in media outlets. He's talking about how great his product is. And they're, they're growing very quickly. So this whole premise of a cocky CEO, I think, is an interesting one to explore, especially with what's going on. You know, maybe the Ubers of the world are going through some of this. And I want to contrast it in a sec with what happens with Gavin Belson, who's the other real cocky CEO that we've seen throughout the show. We see some cocky CEOs around Dallas. Yeah. I mean, I, I could pretend and say, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about, but we do. I think in any industry, you're going to start to see these things. In our experience... The CEOs who are spending more and more time out in the public or on social media or appearing at the press are the ones who are not focused on the business, and they're the ones who might not be leading the businesses in the right direction. You know, we've got some of our clients, the ones that are the most successful, the ones that started as just, you know, startups started with nothing and now are doing, you know, millions of dollars in revenue a month. No one even knows who those CEOs are. Right. They absolutely qualify as startups. There's no reason why they shouldn't be getting coverage because the CEO is focusing on the business. On top of that, I think it's okay to be a CEO out in the public limelight. It's, it's going to happen from time to time. I mean, honestly, you're a CEO out in the, out sure, in the public. For sure. In a very small public. I don't know how many people are watching or what VW is doing uh, out in the public. But I think that there's a time and a place for it. You know, And this is a good opportunity to discuss – how should CEOs behave, be behaving in public? Because if you're a rapidly growing startup, even in Dallas, you're going to get attention. Within the startup scene, there's a really neat ecosystem. It's very closely tied together. There's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of events. People see each other quite often. In Silicon Valley, right, this is going to be magnified. There's even more. There's, there's entire tabloids 
that are de- devoted to just covering Silicon Valley. So it absolutely is like being a little mini celebrity, even for something like Piper Chat that's just growing. So how do you handle that? Uh, you know, can can speak a lot about your character and and what you're doing with the company. So Dinesh is absolutely going about this the wrong way. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to tag on to what you said, which is, you know, being a CEO or being a leader of a business in the public limelight is sort of a necessary evil, especially when you're a startup and you're wanting to raise money. People need to see, you know, what your product is, what your service is. They need to, you know, there needs to be a public face so they can say, oh, yeah, I've seen that guy pitch at XYZ pitch competition. Uh, you know, that looks interesting to me. I'm going to go ahead and, and pursue that. Yeah, and someone needs to be doing PR for your company, and chances are your little startup can't afford to have you know X Y Z uh, celebrity being your brand ambassador. So you're right, absolutely makes sense. It's kind of a necessary evil. However, just don't turn into Dinesh, you know. And some of the things that Dinesh was doing was the his ego got to him, the success got to him so quickly. He's now appearing on Bloomberg. And he's saying things that like, uh, you know, Piper chat is just Hooli chat, but better, but or that doesn't suck. Yeah. Saying stuff that's going to come back and maybe bite him. That's right. You know, and you that immediately for, for an attorney that's immediately going to raise intellectual property concerns. Right. Is it really like Hooli chat? Do you really want to be like something else? And then if you're out promoting your product and there's a product that sucks, you probably don't want to be saying, oh, we're this company. Yeah. Just don't, better. Don't mention your competitor. Right. So I thought, you know, that was like the first main theme is this is Dinesh being the new cocky CEO. Uh, I I thought that Dinesh exemplified this in other ways. You know, the way he treated Richard when Richard came came asking him for the user data. Mm -hmm. Right. And then go ahead. I sort of like that. I mean, you know, that was the first uh, sort of decision that I noticed Dinesh making where I was like, oh, I mean, yeah, that's sort of right. You know, when you kick somebody out of the company or when somebody leaves the company, Let's go ahead and make sure that we're taking the steps to to sort of cut off their access to the data. Um, now, the approach that he took probably wasn't the best, um, considering you know it got into the whole you know Richard saying, "Well, we had an agreement," and Dinesh saying, "Yeah, but we didn't have a contract." <laughs> and so you know, I think if you're going to go about it in a situation where you maybe agree verbally to somebody, and then you go back and you know you change your mind and you say, "Oh, sorry, we didn't have it in writing." That sort of, uh, you know, not the the friendliest or the most professional way of handling it, but you know the the idea behind Dinesh's actions, I think, were were right from a pure X's and O standpoint. I don't have a problem with what Dinesh did, right? He's trying to protect the company, right? And as a CEO, you got to put the company above your friend. I mean, it sucks to say, but if you're really going to be out there doing what's best for the company, especially when you have investors, and Ehrlich's an investor, right? Bagetti's right. an investor or Big Head. So if you're going to be protecting your investors, you can't just be giving the data out. Now, practically speaking, that's much harder to do. And I understand that. And right. we want to be sensitive right. to that. So we don't want to act that act as if you can just live in a black and white world. Right. But from a Nexus O standpoint, love what Dinesh said. I thought it was hilarious when he said, well, we had an agreement, like you mentioned, but not really a contract. You know, And that's why you need lawyers involved. But then you get this situation to where you know, Richard goes and gets the information, which you're going to have all the time. Anytime you have this ecosystem or this, this company where everyone, all the players are related, right? Hendrix and Big Head are best friends. And they kind of came to, from what we understand, they moved to San Francisco together. They, they got their first start at Hooli together. And then, so they've got that relationship. Um, Richard's is now on the outside. 
Jared is going to do whatever the book says to do. Jared is going to operate black and white, which is why Jared can never be a CEO. You just can't run a business that way. So Jared is not going to give Richard access. I don't think he ever approached Guilfoyle. You know, Ehrlich's going to try and protect his investment. And Dinesh was drawing a line in the sand saying, sorry, buddy, you're out of the company. You ran the company to the ground. This is the new era. So I don't have any problem in principle with what Dinesh is trying to do. The way he went about it wasn't right. You know, realistically, what I think could have happened, obviously, Silicon Valley has to happen. You know, you have to have a couple of days elapsed in 22 minutes or 28 minutes, whatever it is. But this would not be a an uncommon conversation for us to have with one of our uh, with one of our clients. And a client to call and say, hey, this ex-co-founder left. I promised to do X, Y, and Z. I think that violates, you know, what we're trying to do internally. That might upset an investor, might upset the other guys. What do you think we should do? And then try and work out some reasonable explanation. And if you're not going to go to your attorney, go to your board, right? right? And discuss it with your board. Yeah, or, or go to your advisors. You know, right. if, if you have somebody that, you know, you lean on for um, insights and opinions that might not necessarily be on the board, but somebody you can trust, um, that's a great instance of where an advisor can be very helpful. And again, Silicon Valley is moving very quickly. But yeah, realistically, in these sort of situations, if Dinesh was going to go and start appearing in front of in front of Bloomberg and being quoted in different publications, hopefully there would have been some advisory, some some grown ups walking him through those things. We get our clients calling us mm-hmm. and asking. And we're certainly not experts in PR, right. but we've seen it enough that we can provide good guidance. Which is usually, if you are using this podcast as your PR lesson, don't answer any questions you don't want to have to answer. That's one thing I learned very very early. If someone asks you a question you're not comfortable answering, just answer a different question. Well, right? also, don't be using this podcast as your PR That's guidance. a good – that's other good advice. That's free advice. We'll yeah. give that one away. So, yeah. But, hire but this PR is not legal advice that's also. Right. No, this is PR advice. Right. But it's, it's not – Don't use PR. It's yeah. not PR advice, right. but it's PR advice, not legal advice. All right. So so that's, that's our CEO, Dinesh. Now, the other situation we have going on is uh, kind of the other background topic or the, or the secondary thread – is that Gavin is still trying to figure out what's up with Jack Barker. And Jack has taken this opportunity to kind of reflect being down in the dungeon. And now he's come up with this strategy of, well, heck, we'll just use middle out for everything. And so now Gavin's even more concerned that Jack might be gunning for his job or what is Jack up to. So you've got this new kind of conflict between the security guard, I believe his name is Hoover, and Denpak, who's – I don't know. What is he to Gavin? Spiritual advisor, he's a spiritual maybe. Advisor, because that's exactly what he's. He's a spiritual advisor, and Denpak, who's stealing the, you know, Denpak, who you think has it all figured out, right? And then Denpak stealing the K cups, right? So yeah, it's, it's it's a yeah, funny conflict. It's ironic. That's uh, that's some good money right there. Yeah, the K cups. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so those guys are kind of angling, you know, to be the top sycophant to uh, to Gavin Belson, but Gavin's ego is so much that. He sees an opportunity to get Jack's chat logs, right, or Jack's video logs through Piper Chat, and he's so worried about what what Jack might be up to, and he's so focused on trying to uncover whatever Jack might be up to that he goes and he's just willing to buy or, or to take over uh, you know, Piper Chat sight unseen. And I think the dichotomy here, I guess, really the parallel between between uh, Dinesh running his company into the ground, and we we got to talk about terms of service. Right. But Dinesh running his company into the ground through ego, and then Gavin makes such a, making such a terrible poor decision because of ego. Even though Gavin has a spiritual advisor, Gavin has a board of directors who we've seen in previous ones he doesn't want to listen to. And did he 
I feel like it was last episode. Yeah, last episode he walked out on his board of directors, yeah. right? Yeah. And so so they're both making mistakes. I don't know which one is more costly. So that brings us to our uh, the the main point or the overarching theme or topic of the of the show, and that's terms of service, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So that's something we deal with all the time here. Every day. Every day. I mean, we're probably I feel like we're writing one of these things a week right. for different for different clients. Pretty typical, you have your terms of service and your privacy policy. And these things, a lot of these things are very similar, mm-hmm. right? If you're a ride-sharing company, it might be very similar. If you're a SaaS company, those might be very similar. But there's obviously some nuances that are very, very important, right? which Dinesh has ignored through this process. Now, I, I ran this by – one of our attorneys here does almost nothing but terms of service. He does tons of it. So I ran this by him. And the minute I brought up COPPA, and he hadn't seen the episode, the minute I brought up COPPA, he goes, COPPA has a $16,000 per per use penalty. So it's something that he was aware of. Right. And these guys had done it. So just to set the story for the, to recap or to to catch you guys up, the Piper chat uh, terms of use did not include some sort of representation from the user that you're at least 13 years of age, which would be a violation of COPPA. Which or is getting ch- parental consent. If you or you have to get parental consent. Correct. Right. Which is how Facebook and Instagram right. operate and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And who knows if the 13-year-old ever goes and actually gets dad to read the thing right. and click on it, but it's in there. Yeah. Right? That's another topic. You need to take reasonable steps to protect people. But anyway, or to, pr- to make sure that children aren't accessing things they shouldn't be accessing. It's like alcohol websites that say, oh, you have Are to be 21. 21. And Correct. I'm pretty sure when I was 19, 20, I was uh, Checking out looking the at those websites. Jack Daniels website. But anyway, so you've got the Children's Only, Only Privacy Protection Act. Piper Chat has not asked people to either verify that they're at least 13 or warrant at least 13 or get a parent to consent to it. So all their user explosion is a result of 10, 11, 12-year-old kids hopping online, right? And so Dinesh understands that they have this huge liability. They talk about that's in the billions and billions and billions of dollars. And possibly they could pierce through the corporate veil. You want to touch on that for a second, Aaron? Yeah, no, you know, it goes to the fiduciary duty that um, Dinesh owes to the company. And, you know, I, I can't remember who who pointed it out, but they, you know, they made it a point that, you know, when they were, I guess, migrating the the platform over, they made sure to ask Dinesh, okay, did you make sure you included the terms of service? And he said, yes. And so the fact that he had, uh, you know, some courts could view that as being, you know, a breach of a fiduciary duty by being, you know, grossly negligent and failing to include those terms of service. That's right. And so if you get that far down, you kind of lose the company protection and you could possibly be personally liable. Now, I don't know that, legally speaking, that Gavin Belson immediately buying the company necessarily re- relieves Dinesh of that. It might. There's no way in heck that this deal ever happens like that. There's no way this this happens without without Hooli's lawyers scanning every page and, of it. Yeah, massive amounts of due diligence. Due diligence, and they would have figured all this out. So, realistically, this a deal like this could never happen. But it was a kind of a neat... Uh, way to resolve the problem for Dinesh is just to shift it over to Huli. You know, I feel like Big Head was a liability. They shifted over to Huli. Uh, this is now something that they've shifted over to Huli. You know, Huli, they, they built out this platform, which Huli then tried to mimic. Huli couldn't do it. So now Huli's got this, the box that they're working on, but it, they couldn't really do the platform. So Huli, even though Huli's, I don't know, the Google, I shouldn't say Google, but it's the big bad wolf of, of Silicon Valley. 
it seems to me like they're just making one bad decision after another, which leads us to want to ask, how is Hulu even successful or where are they making their money? Because everything they do seems to suck or fail. Right? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, when you have enough uh, people underneath Gavin who are making smart business right. decisions, it can right. it can override or it can counterbalance the uh, the poor business decisions that Gavin makes. Okay, so that wraps up our review of the Terms of Service episode of Silicon Valley. I'm Kevin, checking out for me and Aaron. Uh, make sure you check out our website, VelaWoodLaw.com. Make sure you check out our, our uh, Twitter feed, at VelaWood. And feel free to email us. Any thoughts, comments, concerns, feedback you have on the podcast, podcast at VelaWoodLaw.com. And we're available on iTunes. We just got the new podcast feed available on iTunes. So we'll be checking in next week. Actually, next week I'm going to be pulling in someone else. Aaron, going to be traveling, right, Aaron? I am. I'm off to Japan and Korea and hopefully make it back. Okay, well, I look forward to reviewing that with you. Excellent. All right, thanks for listening. Oh